from Atlantic to Pacific, from New York to San Francisco, from Aurora Australis to Aurora Borealis, the World Wide Web brings you Gary Murphy's Dusty Road. In this little sleepy village, you're going to find a variety of monsters and things that will make your hair stand up on end and your back cringe. Today's tale takes place outside the Dusty Road. Uh, we did find out a few things, such as the teenager Alice's name is Alice Thompson. I didn't know that. We corrected a few notes and invented parents for all the teenagers. And we did find out that Chuck, Susan, Robert, and Taylor are friends of Alice and Melissa at high school. Of course, the other teenagers in the village probably go to the same high school. They all live geographically close to each other. Now, today's tale takes place at this high school as they have been doing half-capacity classes and getting back into the swing of things. And usually, nothing much goes on at this high school, but apparently there was an incident in the past that the teachers are reluctant to talk about and no one has quite admitted to. Anyway, Alice of the Trailways bus fame happened to be sitting in class asleep and she was woke up by the bell and someone shaking her saying it's time to go to the next class. She asked where was the next one. They reminded her it was phys ed that she needed to go down there. She said okay. Got up and as she started to walk out to the classroom felt her shoes stick to the floor and heard plop 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 noise as her shoes stuck to something sticky. Alice looked down to see dark burgundy blood covering the floor all around her and under the desks and splotches of blood on some of the desks and she started to scream put a hand to her mouth and as the other students were walking out she called out to Chuck and asked him please come help me and they looked at Alice like are you okay why is there blood on the floor are you injured and she said no it's not me and she's like, I want you to tell me where this blood comes from. I want you to tell me now. If it's not me hurt, who is it? And they explained that there's simply no way you can get that much blood from a little wound. It's not like a paper cut or something. They said, maybe somebody was stabbed or shot here. She goes, well, if not today, then when was it? Why did you leave it on, on the floor like this instead of cleaning it up? And the teacher come and got Alice and said, please step out in the hall. We have a chair there. You can sit down for a minute and explain this to us. And they were asking her, when did you first notice this blood? And how did you know it was there? Alice said, can I go back into the room? I forgot my calculator. I need to get it. And when she walked in with the teacher, the blood was gone. Nobody could see anything and the desks were not misarranged they were back in their parallel alignments and the teacher said we'll set up a camera in here we'll leave a witness to make sure this doesn't happen again but you need to get on to your next class and the teachers were whispering she has been abducted on this missing bus she's had a trouble before so okay fine and they wanted to interview the other teenagers and Melissa as well 
and everyone agreed that Melissa Clark might have something to do with it, but they weren't sure how or why because none of the teenagers has been injured. And the only problem we had the rest of the day was whenever Alice stopped for a second in PE, she had a toothbrush with her and she was trying to clean her shoes off. When the PE teacher asked, what is on your shoes? She said, I still see flecks of blood on my shoes. I have to get them off. Please let me do this. And for a time, Alice refused to walk on the basketball court in her shoes. She had to take them off and carry them across the court. Dave, you're purring loudly. What are you looking for? Hmm? Dave is on my microphone trying to see what is happening. And I see when the cat contacts the microphone, it draws an outline around this thing. You're standing on my mouse board, looking at things. If you want to know more about blood, we did find out from a scientist and an agronomist that some of the zombie problems and coyote problems were caused by an application of blood meal to the gardens and farms around the dusty road. This is commonly used to bring potassium, nitrogen, and phosphorus to the soil. Except we had one problem. In some samples of soil, the level of blood was so great that they said there's no way a farmer would put this concentration of blood on his field. And the villagers quickly pointed out, well, we've had combat and shootings out there of zombies and turkeys being killed. And sometimes even a coyote getting killed. Can you explain that? And they said, no, this is all human blood. It's as like if you had a person murdered out here. And the villagers all spoke up. No, no. Um, there was one guy attacked inside his house, but the blood did not get spilled on the soil. Maybe you're talking about something else. And they said, well, this is like someone got shot and laid out on the dirt for a significant amount of time. So we really have to know, was there any crime here? Was someone shot recently? And... So far, none of the villagers remembers anything. We only remember that teenager Henry Dixon went out to plant some flowers. And after he put his flowers in the ground, he had leaned backward and felt his hand sink into something muddy. When he picked it up, he saw sticky red purple blood running down his hand onto his arm. And when he looked back at the ground, it looked like a swamp of clay and sand floating in blood. So apparently at least half of this was like a mud puddle, but instead of water, it was blood there. Henry did not mention that to the investigators, but he knows he watches where he plants flowers. Because there's more blood than people can explain. And we've been checking for elements such as potassium, magnesium, and mercury in the soil because 
some compounds can look like blood and color soil when they're in solution of water. But so far these have not been found. Uh, Professor Osgood thought maybe it was hematite, a mercury mineral that looks like blood. But the results are in lab and are inconclusive yet. We haven't found enough mercury to explain this. The auroras continue on. And although we have snow on the ground, they have been responsible for some warmth. It has been weak lately. And we noticed when the auroras got weaker, we had more snow. And that means that apparently the activity is dying down too. That activity such as zombies and demons and ghosts seems to have dropped away. I do notice that in her inn, Noma had a conversation with what was known as the Mistress. Previously known as Snap Boom Ghost. This ghost is still destructive, but we're finding out a few things about her. For one thing, Noma said this ghost referred to her in as, This is my house you're in. I have a three story house here. And Noma reminded her. No, your Victorian mansion was destroyed in a fire. Do you remember the explosion? And she pointed out the window to the other side of the golf course where the mansion was destroyed. The ghost said, No, I own this land. I own that land where you built the golf course. This is my place. And the mistress said, I want you off this land. Noma said, that's impossible. It's my land. I bought this free and clear. Can I show you the title? They went to the office and Noma showed the mistress the title where she owns the land. At that point, whether this be demon or ghost or something, the lady took on a kinder tone and tried to explain herself to Noma. She said, I was living here over a hundred years ago. At least, it seems that way because you have these electric lights and I had none. My house did not have electricity. So apparently it was a long time ago. She said, At the time, I was trying to get married to a man and leaving me with him. But... When I found out he was married and would not leave his life, his wife, I got mad at him. At first I considered suicide, but then I decided I would fill his house with natural gas and I would use the explosion to kill him. And maybe it would be a murder-suicide. Whenever I saw his wife, I would tell her, get out of the village, I want you out right now. Noma remembered this as the way the mistress spoke to Karen the ghost. It was rather strange that this revelation came about. 
the mistress continued to explain, My name was Martha Sand. I wanted very much to remain in this village and be part of life here, but I have no choice now. I had developed such an anger and a hatred towards this village that I became destructive and I could not stop myself. I was using electricity to frighten people and I didn't like the electric lights so I learned to harness electricity and use it to harm others. And Noma pointed out the ghost hunter and the soldiers that had died. The ghost looked pale for a moment and her eyes flashed. Noma thought something was going to happen, she, but Martha Sand said, No, no, I didn't mean to kill anyone. But I did want to kill the man who promised to marry me. I didn't want him to be free after that. I wanted him to stop. And the ghost said, I simply wanted to take revenge for his crime upon me. The man had lured me into a relationship and had sex with me, but then told me he would not marry me, that he was already married. That was such a shame in my life that I could not go on. So the woman had tempted fate and almost become a demon simply be to get revenge upon her lover. The ghost asked to pray, and Noma sat down and prayed with her, holding those cold, clammy hands in her own warm hands. And Noma asked if the ghost of Martha Sand would speak to other ghosts in the neighborhood and try to figure out what is going on. That the mistress and her tale of being a mistress was finally discussed and put out in the open that apparently there can be a transition from ghost to demon and I'm not sure exactly where that line is but this creature had started out life as a ghost that apparently an act of violence had led her to be like this hopefully we're done with this but as you know on the dusty road things are never truly finished there will always be something else to start up or something to restart the case again. Anyways, you never know what you'll find next on the dusty road, even if it is a handful of blood.